Hello, everyone, and welcome to an early bird hotline league. It is 12.16 p.m. in Los Angeles, and it is 9.16 p.m. in Berlin, where Mark is right now. How's it going, Mark? Good. My constant co-host uh, just had to battle with German customer, or not customer service, but uh, yeah, I guess customer service, trying to get his bill at the restaurant. So we're starting 16 minutes late, but... That's what it's like in Berlin. It's it's uh, the customer service is interesting. Yes, they they kind of have an attitude which I don't mind because I I, I kind of you know I'd rather have someone be a little rude than a little too nice. Yeah. So I don't hate it. Yes, I uh, I I do hate it. I just feel like it's really hard to get a bill whenever you need to go do a show. Either way, uh, we're doing this episode at odd hours because. Uh, Mark is in Berlin and he can't do it at what would be like four in the morning. So instead we're doing it this way. What are you, what's happening here? We're getting a, a chest shot of you. Anyway, uh, we're, we're doing it very early, uh, which means your, that if you're watching any, Anytime live, that happens, my headset died and I have to replug it back in. Gotcha. Uh, if you are watching live. It should be easy for you to get on the show because there's uh, a lot less people watching because people aren't used to this time. Uh, the other thing is uh, we might have a bit of a, a shorter show. We will see, but obviously we don't have a guest this week, but we wanted to make sure we still did a hotline league. We weren't able to do one on Monday. Um, so we've got two days of MSI action to discuss. Isn't everyone just hyped about MSI in North America? I'm sure you've all been staying up and watching all of the games. Well, and... you should be especially hyped because, you know, we're crushing our competition, like Order. And, um, yeah. I am so happy. Can I just say, I'm so happy that Worlds is in North America this year because I feel like all, every international event for so long has been at a terrible time for North American viewers. And... We also just get crushed every time. So I just worry that a lot of North American viewers are not watching the international events. And so it's nice that we'll finally have one in America. Yeah, I can't wait for Worlds. Also because I won't be in Germany then. Yes. <laughs> it's a very good reason. Uh, no, how have you been, Mark? How's the cast and everything doing? I, you've been getting a ton of praise for... Uh, I feel like you've picked up the... The mantle of the unhinged caster, which is what I think Kobe had at Worlds last year. And now you're just the one that's gone full psycho mode on the cast. I, I am surprised people think that because I've been here since Saturday. Last, you know, it's like I'm not jet lagged. Yeah. I'm just being an idiot because it's an international competition and it should be fun, you know? And yeah. I think you should still be, you know, respectful of the teams and their journeys to get here and all that stuff. But at the same time, you know, a lot of these games currently are mismatches. Yes. For example, G2 versus EG. Yeah, is, I do. You're going to say mismatch. that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and, and, you know, like a lot of these games, like I, I'm, I was lucky enough to cast one of the few like serious close games so far this tournament. Like even Red over... Um, Oh my god, who'd they beat? Upset. PSG, which PSG. was an upset. It wasn't even close. You know, like a lot of the casts can get like a little dry, I think, if you're trying to like speak with gravity the whole time. And so I'm just I'm just trying to have fun. Um and that that's that's pretty much my goal. And I feel like if you if you listen to my cast for a lot of this year, I'm I'm 
usually relatively unhinged. I do think maybe I've gone a little bit further with it being international play, but yeah. Yeah. I think it's interesting. I, I wanted to ask you, what is it like? Cause this is your first time. Wait, have you cast, you've cast like plans before from the LA studio, right? Um, just last year with pastry. Okay. That was the first time. Right. All right. So I, I've gonna... done play-ins on the desk before though. So I was going to ask you though, what is it like casting like an EG G2 game where you have to see EG like lose and throw the throw that was thrown to them? I mean, it wasn't so bad because I think I'm used to it at this point in my career. Like yeah. I, I, I've covered enough analyst desk where the team I want as an NA representative has lost or is losing and it doesn't feel good. And at this point, you're just kind of over it. <laughs> yeah. So it's it's pretty... I'm not, like, super emotionally invested. I also think right now in the tournament, the stakes are actually low. Uh, so there's not, like, much emotional damage being done if you're going to play that TikTok, you know? It, right. it wouldn't be that, that strong because, like, I don't realistically think this world easy doesn't get out. And I know I'm, like, cursing them by saying this, but I said it on JLXP. I'll say it again. There's, like, realistically no way that we don't make the Rumble stage. And so that's why I'm like, yeah, we, we go 0-4 versus G2. Who the fuck cares? We're still moving on. You know, like, that's how I feel. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Medic is in the chat and wants to know why you won't cast with him. Uh, I don't know. I didn't see him at the studio today. I was looking for him, and then I didn't... I don't know. Is it is he working later in the tournament? I have no idea where he is. Yeah, I don't know. I, I haven't seen... I've seen Vettius. I've seen Cajrol. I've seen Dracos. Is Medic not casting not... MSI? I, I don't know. Is he? Is he just on the later see, stage? I, I didn't pay attention enough to the list when they announced all the talent, so uh, I don't know. I'll be anyway. honest, like half the people half the people who showed up to MSI were a surprise to me. I, I don't I didn't look at the list either. Yeah. I'm just so busy with content with Travis. Yes, exactly. Uh I will say my channels are starting to get very quiet and dusty uh while I've been doing Oh, he cast tomorrow. Time. Oh. Keck W. There we go. Okay. <laughs> you think I check the talent assignments on days I'm not casting? Yeah. Uh, do you go to? The, will you go to the studio tomorrow, even though you're not casting? Uh, probably actually. Um, there's not much else to. Well, I guess there's a whole city to explore, but that sounds pretty fucking boring. So I'll probably well, go to the studio or stay in the hotel. You have to watch the games at some point, right? So, because uh, yeah. if you're going to cast them the next day, you kind of have to know what is happening in them. Eh, maybe I could just bullshit. Wow. That's... No, no, no. People, people are gonna think I'm not. Yeah, I'm not trying. That's gonna hard. be this man gets to go to his first international event. And now he's just acting like he's uh, throwing it in. Oh, uh, someone, someone called me out for calling Giga, uh, Gam Esports Gigabyte Marines. Oh god! And then I was like, "Isn't that them?" And then I looked, and it's because they dropped Gigabyte Marines, but they're still Gam. But it's like TSM calling themselves no longer Team Solo Mid. Well, like, I'm waiting for the for you. I have to constantly correct you to call SKT T1. Oh, I've already done it. I've already done it on yeah. air. Thankfully, that is such I, I a way cast. to piss people off. They they get really. Thankfully, upset about I'm that. not casting any of their games. I guess maybe they heard that I have this issue where I still call them SKT. Yeah. So I mean, everybody uh, I guess does they, they in in North America. I talk to so many esports people here that just still call them SKT because it's just. They like it. It's they didn't change their name enough to get people to like think of them. Differently yeah, that, like, yeah, well, especially the teams that just like literally drop their name and just keep the acronym. I'm like, so now it means fucking nothing. You know, like it's just TSM. Yeah. It doesn't stand for anything. It's just GAM. It doesn't stand for Gigabyte 
I forget what the A was, like Arnold Marines or something. Or uh, you know, it's like yeah, Gamers Two is now just G Two. Wow. I'm gonna call them Gamers Two next time I cast. Fuck them. You should. Uh, all right. What other than that? How's the uh, event been for you? Uh, it's been pretty chill. Uh, I, I'm pretty reclusive, as you know. So like, I went down to go to the like hotel bar to get just a quick burger before coming up, and then uh, all the other talent was down there hanging out, and I was like, I'm a bad coworker. I mean, that's just you. Uh, exactly. Who, who was I talking to that about that? I was talking to somebody, I forget who, and I was just like, I'm sure Mark is doing absolutely nothing. What was that skit that you did with Dracos? Like, did you guys just say it would be funny to do a skit together, and so then you, you did that? Yeah, I forget where the inspiration for it came from, but, like, we were just... Somehow, we caught on the idea that we should give me, like, the quote-unquote real Berlin experience, because I wasn't doing anything. Yeah. And then he told me that's what the real Berlin experience was. And we were like, let's just do some smash cuts onto a video. Um, so that's what we did. Uh, it was very strange to see you smoking a cigarette. I, uh, it's just, it was felt very foreign because I've never seen you do anything like that. that I would expect. What the hell? I, I ripped mad cigs, dude. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, shout out to Alienware and Grubhub for sponsoring the show. We're going to talk about them in a little bit. But also, let's talk about how MSI is going. So I will be honest, Ooh. I have not adjusted my sleep schedule entirely to catch the late, late games. Um, but I've been catching up on them. It doesn't seem like anything too... Like, like I guess the, the craziest upset is probably still uh, Red Cannons over PSG, which... Well, so I actually think this has turned out to be better than I would have expected coming into the event. You because thought, I thought it was PSG... going to be more one-sided? Well, no. I mean, there are a lot of one-sided games, but I thought PSG would for sure win. And now that's all up in the air. Group B is actually like live, I guess you could say. The vote is live to take survivor terms. Um, and for Group A, I think a lot of people were pegging DFM to be better than Saigon because Saigon's the number two team from the BCS, and DFM has been the best wildcard region for a little while, or wildcard team, I should say. Uh, and so the fact that that's also up in the air makes, I think, uh, most of the groups, or two of the three groups, exciting. But they were only the best because, well, I shouldn't say it this way. They were the best in tournaments where VCS did not attend, correct? Like, I don't think that they ever popped off in a, in a tournament where VCS was. Uh, not really, but, I mean, it's also around the same time that they were they were getting better. Like, LGL was actually straight bad for a little bit, and then they were slowly getting better. But also, right. VCS is technically not a minor region team, right? Them and PCS, VCS and PCS are both not minor regions. I mean, they don't like, use v those terms anymore, I don't think. Um, well, I... I don't think we've been given a, a direct term to call no. wildcards because they told us not to call them wildcards, to call them emerging regions. But then after yes. five years of emerging, we were yes. like, what do we call them? Yes. So I think They've it's minor. trying to come up with any kind of language to, to call them. So I don't know. I think they ref they're a non-major region. Maybe it's the only... Because I think they still use the language major region for the big four. Well, um, what's funny is... I guess we're technically a major region, but we are in pool two. So if you just go by pool nomenclature, PCS, VCS, and LCS are all pool two seeds. 
But like in terms of actual tier rating, it's like e, uh, the two eastern regions, then EU, then NA, kind of VCS and PCS, but still probably PCS favored, or at least, I mean, VCS has been gone for two years, so it's hard to say. And then there's like, it had been Turkey and Brazil, now it seems like it's Japan. Like that was the other thing too. It's, it's not just that the, the, v, the PCS disappeared, or the VCS disappeared for a little bit, and then Japan came up, but they also climbed over a lot of the other minor regions that they were worse than for a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you're Anyways. having a good time. How how long how late are you are you able to save when you are leaving or coming back or whatever? I think I leave on Monday. Oh wow. Oh, so you really only do like well, I guess that's actually when um Rumble ends. It's the end of the first rumble or the first group stage. Rumble's next week, dum dum. Oh yeah, yeah. Fuck. That's yeah, it. I fly I back on Monday. They... I hate that they did this. It's still so annoying to me. It's annoying to me that, yeah, whatever. Because there, it's still planes not... for worlds, right? Uh, yeah. P groups for worlds is groups, and groups for MSI had been groups for the longest time. But now planes became groups, and and groups became Rumble. But then yes. groups is still groups for over there and playing still playing right and it's in it exactly and so they did this change last year and it was like annoying because i constantly had to correct myself last year and i still i haven't i haven't still switched over it's just it's weird because you're constantly pivoting back and forth to groups being plans or plans being groups or whatever so there is no rumble worlds for instance unless they he ends up being meta i guess all right uh shall we start taking some calls. I, I'm wondering if there what there is to talk about besides MSI. If there's anything I'm missing, it seems like ping Was there is any like drama? a drama. Really, what's that? Oh, the ping conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's. I think the ping stuff is very fun. Like it's very funny because you have different players that are like, yeah, whatever. We're just gonna figure it out. Then you have players that are like, this is terrible. There seems to be no agreement on if it is actually 35 ping or it isn't but it feels like a lot of people feel like it doesn't feel like 35 ping which is like hard i i would believe you if it didn't if it wasn't actually 35 ping in practice but i also don't know i don't know oh yeah that yeah you said that did you, you did you say the tsm drama what's the tsm drama uh well i think we haven't done the show since um the additional article came out in oh, Washington Post. The, yeah, the Reggie uh abuse one. Yeah, and and the contract miscategorizations categorization stuff that is all allegedly happening. Um mm. and then also Peter posting his document where they uh threatened to sue him. <laughs> They're, yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. It was so funny the Bryce Blum catching strays. <laughs> uh, it's too I mean, funny. I, 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 how do I put this? It's just a funny situation because he is a personality in the TFT space, and I think he has done a lot of stuff publicly to try to create an image of himself as like a good citizen and Samaritan within the esports space with things like gamers versus COVID-19 and stuff. But I think a lot of us have also known that he's responsible for almost all of the team contracts that people have often said are questionable. Um, 
in terms of the way they're done and also like this it's just funny because this is kind of like a glimpse behind the scenes is i guess the way that i would put it right like this i mean i full-time job as a as a lawyer for people he's gonna do stuff like this i mean i think it just outs people as being idiots if if you're surprised that a lawyer did what a client wanted him to do i mean yeah i don't like i again like i don't fault I'm not like, how dare he do this? It's just, it. the funny thing is that it's very contrary to the image he has perpetuated, right? I don't know. Is it contrary or do people just not know how lawyers operate? I think they don't know how esports lawyers operate and I don't think they under, understand. Like there was sort of the, the in front of the curtain and behind the curtain stuff, right? It's like in front of the curtain, yeah, game. I care about player rights and I'm going to create this thing with Snoopy that never becomes a thing and I'm going to do gamers versus COVID-19 and all that stuff. And behind the scenes, I'm going to put language in contracts that is uh, aggressive, that Riot has to like make rules to like undermine every year and all that stuff. So it's just, I don't, it's, I think that's the thing is that it, it's, people haven't really talked too much about how this stuff works behind the scenes. Maybe it's the best way to put it. Um, anyway, so there's the, the double of stuff. There's the TSM stuff. We guess we can talk about that. Uh, is there anything else? There was some, some momentary summit drama where it seemed like summit was getting blocked by Jack from going to TSM. But again, I hurt like, I would be very surprised if there's a way for him to block that given that he released Summit and there's like zero buyout and like he was just looking for some place for him. So I mean, Jack, Jack already came out and clarified that. And then people, there was, there was like the initial thread, then there was the follow up thread. And it sounds like Summit might have just like, you know, they, like it wasn't translated well or maybe he yeah, just yeah. spoke. I'm not quite yeah, sure. I think it sounds like, like you, he, he didn't I think say he was, was saying like, oh, go ahead. No, sorry, sorry. You go ahead. I was going to say, yeah, instead of like people thought that gets in, in for us in the Western community, hearing something got blocked after hearing all, all the Carlos stuff with uh, perks and all that, you think, oh, this is yeah. a thing where like the team owner or manager is blocking something from occurring. Uh, whereas blocked might just be a general term for like, oh, like I want to do this. And then it, I got told no, or like, somebody else yeah. said this. Yeah, I think I think that's basically the reality of it is that there was just a miscommunication on right. that. Because um, it didn't sound like either party was particularly angry. They are just like, no, we did. And then he, someone was like, okay. okay. Yeah. Uh, anyways, and, so and MSI, some TSM drama. I don't think and... we need to take a call about this, but I do want to just shout out Biofrost for making a public oh, statement right. coming that's out, it. which I think is very brave and very cool uh given how shitty the gaming community can be and i think that is just it's neat to see um him do that because i feel like it's really meaningful for a lot of people um yeah i i think that was that was huge and then also it was funny seeing the subreddit i forget who tweeted it out but i think it was keen lamb keen lamb was making fun of the subreddit for patting itself on the back for not being like homophobic even yeah. though like Clearly, Biofrost was talking about the, the gaming industry still. And they're like, we're so good now. And it's like, I don't know if you've played any online games in the last month. But no, this problem still exists. And Biofrost, like, 
it was just like a bunch of people not related to the situation patting themselves on the back for fixing the situation that has not been fixed. It was just like such a weird response by Reddit. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. I think it's a lot of that, like, well, I don't have to deal with this, so clearly it's fine type deal. I right? haven't seen the problem. Right. Like, yes. <laughs> it's like, okay. You get that a lot with, with um, whenever anybody talks about, like, the shitty experience that women will have in the space is you'll have people be like, I haven't seen anything, and it'll be a, some random person that has never worked in the industry a day of their life that is commenting, and it's like, why do people bring this up? There's no issues. It's like, okay, cool. Anyway. It, well, also, even just, like, outside of the league scene in esports, like, Reddit is just, whatever subreddit you go on, if there's ever an issue, they'll just pat themselves on the back for fixing it. Like, guys, we caught the Boston yeah, yeah. bomber. We did it. We just did kidding. It, we ruined a regular person's life. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's yes. like, good job, everybody. Anyway. Okay, so I think that's mostly it, and I don't see anything else in Twitch chat uh, talking about something that we're forgetting. So I think we can probably start to t pull takes, and I already see a bunch of people in the pleb topics. And uh, you just yep, I'm not a mod anymore. Where you unmodded me? Oh, in uh, in chat. Yeah, this was last. You didn't see this. This was last week. Whenever you and uh, yeah, when you time yeah, were, it, it took away my moderator privileges. Yeah, yeah. When you time somebody out, it, it unmods them. I gave it. I gave it back to you. There you go. So yeah, I was trying to do that. Why are you... I was trying to say. Yeah. Well, just say if this is. I'm gonna. I'm trying. Goddamn latency is. Well, is there 35 ping right now? Yeah, uh, there's definitely well, some lag for us. Because it was your first time watching Hotline Lee, because normally you're asleep during this time or whatever. It is, in fact, a live call-in show. You can go ahead, click the link that I was just spamming in Discord. Go ahead, join up when you get here. Go join Pleb Calls or Pleb Calls 2 voice channels. Mute when you get in there. No mouth breathers allowed. Um, and then up in the Pleb Topics text channel up above, that's where you're going to post your take, whatever it is you want to talk about. You think EG's fine. You think EG's screwed. You think... RNG is the favorite of the tournament. Whatever it is that you want to talk about, go ahead, put it up in there. If we like your topic, we'll pull you from that uh, pleb calls room that you're hanging out in onto the waiting room where you'll hang out until it's your turn. And then we will do a quick mic check, make sure you sound good, and then you'll be on air. And if you are a sub, first off, thank you for being a sub. Uh, it's very, very much appreciated. I think with some of our weird time live streams, it's going to be a little lower lower viewership these days so the subs are pretty helpful um but please sync your twitch with your discord so you can get access to the subtopics chat which moves a little slower and uh, you can also make sure you join the sub calls chat as or sub calls channel as well hey there we go hype train just started thanks folks um scam scam train begun uh all right so while mark is looking for your takes which it looks like Looks like it's pretty slow today, folks, so uh, feel free to go join that Discord if you want to get on the show. Uh, we didn't really do a good job of announcing that this was going to be happening at this time because I was a little nervous about if if it would happen at this time. So just It almost didn't time. happen at this time while I went down to get a burger 30 minutes before the show. Yeah. Yeah. Whoops. Yeah. I just did not have a ton of faith in... Mark's ability to remember timing and all that stuff, given that he's got a lot of other things going on right now. Uh, thank you to some of the subs right now. Wizardy Wizard Guy, thank you. Coco Jambo V1, thank you for the Prime. We are at level two of the scam train with four minutes left to go. Uh, 
Uh, Blitz 470, I am Elvis 4 for 46 months. Raul Gamer, Horizon Casts, uh, Kyle0808 for at a tier 2. Thank you. Darth Nomi, King Butterball, Shade Rubino, Brackthier, and Casey Clark. And Natural Ninja. Thank you, everybody, uh, for the subs. All right. Mark, you want to go grab somebody? Yep, sure. Awesome. Thank you. Someone please ask Mark if he knows what the current morale is in AG. We can we can do that after. I'll I'll try to try to do that if I can recall. Uh, we should get that going. Did Hotline League just start? We started about uh, twenty minutes ago, I would say, probably twenty five. Um, but yeah, will the scam train crash? We've got three minutes left at level two. I don't know if anybody has a prime sub, but. I'm just filling time. I'm sorry, podcast listeners. Okay. Shay's Burglar is here. Is that how you say it? Shay Burglar? No, it's Chess Burglar. Chess Burglar. Okay. I tried yeah. to fancy it too much. All right. Uh, what do you, where are you calling from? I'm calling from the UK. From the UK. Hey, look, these uh, early yeah. times are good for you guys. Yeah. I usually listen, listen to podcasts unless I stay up late. Yeah. Well, I'm glad to have you on. Uh, what do you want to talk about on the show? So uh, my take is it doesn't matter who wins the tournament. This is going to be the most scuff and controversial tournament in league history. Okay. And no fan base is going to be satisfied regardless of the outcome. Um, maybe only if G2 wins, then the EU, then LSE will be happy. What if what if EG won? You don't think NA would be satisfied? Well, yes, but let's be realistic. <laughs> okay. Anyway, what? Okay. So why do you think it's the most scuffed tournament? So, at the moment, because of like what happened in the first, the first day especially, and with the ping issue, it seems like a lot of people have lost faith with Riot to maintain competitive integrity. Um, like a lot of the stuff that happened with RNG are somewhat justifiable in a sense that like it's it can be explained, but that does not that does not mean that the community outside of China is going to trust Riot again because of like the lack of communication in the first place. Um, so like this is not just a ping issue, but like the headset issue, the the camera issue, the no referee thing. Can, can you be a that, little bit more specific? Because we have some folks that don't like that listen to this, that don't uh, read Reddit all the time. Yeah, so like um, on the first day, um, the because RNG is playing remotely, so they do not have referees in the room. They only have one camera showing um, that's being broadcasted and that's the camera of the room and the players can be seen not wearing headphones they're only wearing earphones yeah so um, a lot of people I think a lot of Korean fans especially kind of like raise this issue as like competitive in like it's ruining competitive integrity because um, the players playing on site don't have to like they have to wear headsets and they have like referees and stuff so um, but a lot of, but Riot then released an article on day two that says that um, this all kind of happened because of the pandemic in China that they can't get people in and stuff like that. So that is why there's like so many issues surrounding um, RNG playing. Um, so like it's fine in the sense that like it's explainable, but like. The fact that this wasn't communicated in the first place kind of made a lot of people angry 
And I'm pretty sure even with the the somewhat reasonable article that Riot published, a lot of people are still very unhappy with the situation. Yeah. Um, and that is not to mention the ping issue, which I think is a much bigger issue. Um, but I think there are a lot of takes about that. So I would I would chalk this up to a failure from Riot to yeah medic as I'm saying this medic and chat says Riot and poor comms is not a surprise though exactly I think what has been disappointing on the Riot side is that they have not managed the conversation around the stuff very well um, and it's actually yeah. kind of funny because this is very similar to what's happening in the Genshin Impact world uh, that Mark and I follow this game called Genshin that is uh, their headquarters are in Shanghai. And they, I think, you know, I don't know enough about the politics in China, but I assume that there's some taboo about talking very explicitly about the situation there where they're just like, oh, we've got a delay in the patch. And there's no explanation that like, the delay is that people can't leave their homes in Shanghai. And so it's like people literally are, are slowing down the process. So similarly here, I think there's been confusion where you've seen even public figures say stuff like, well, now that uh, Asian games are delayed, RNG should like fly to uh, RNG should fly to Korea. And I had somebody in the industry say to me, like, don't these people know that like, you can't leave your, your home or you can't get like get out in Shanghai and the answer is no like not everybody follows like the unfortunately not everybody is is following and paying attention to stuff that's happening outside of their specific space so they don't understand the specifics of this stuff and I don't think Riot has done a good job of being proactive like this is always well, where the, Riot fails in communication is proactive communication yeah. coming out and saying I mean, like, it, go ahead Mark yeah, I was sorry. I don't mean to be cutting off. I can't tell if you're you're gonna keep going or not. It's so frustrating because like you can control a narrative so much harder if you're proactive with the conversation rather than reactive. Because like if there's some 15k upvoted thread about BS headsets or whatever, you know, then that's gonna just spin up, and you're not gonna catch all 15k of those people. Um, so like you just have to go out early and be like, hey, we're trying to keep things fair, but you know, Shanghai has a lot of issues right now beyond league esports that are hampering our ability to get them on site. That's hampering our ability to get them the same equipment. Um, and the only options are not include RNG, which would substantially hurt the uh, premiere, the prestige of the event. Or we have to kind of make some other restrictions, which again will kind of hurt the prestige of the event to the caller's point. But um, like, I think people would be happy to have RNG with problems more so than if they just were told to suck it. Um, but because they aren't controlling the narrative, they're letting it go that, like, somehow this is helping RNG or, like, RNG's advantage and stuff. Um, where I don't think that's the case, but... Uh, and I especially don't think, even if even if they are slightly advantaged, and, you know, who, who who's ever going to really fucking know, but it's not like RNG's the one who's deciding to do this. It wasn't like RNG was like, yep, we want to stay home. Fuck you, rest of the world. And then Riot was like, oh, yes, my lords. <laughs> you know? Well, and the, the frustrating thing to me is that Riot never learns about proactive communication. They constantly have this issue. So going back to May 19th, my birthday last year, they had to make a statement on the MSI semifinal scheduling because 
they did not proactively talk about this, and there was a bunch of drama around the semifinal scheduling last year. And so then they come out and they have to make this reactive statement to conversations around team travel and all that stuff. And again, it was with RNG. Uh, so, so it's even it's even the same team. Um, and so I just like I I think it's disappointing that. And I again I don't know how much of it is they want to be careful about explaining what the situation is like in Shanghai or something because of their relationship with Tencent and China and all that stuff. I don't know, but like. I, it just would be really good to say, like, here's explicitly what we are doing. And there there was a statement made before about how they were going to handle the remote stuff. But be, like, over-communicate, you know? Just go out and be like, yeah. here's exactly how this is going to work. Another great example, by the way, folks. What if RNG loses earlier in the event? Do any of us know if people are going to still be playing on 35 ping or if it's going to revert? Or, like, are they going to be allowed to vote? You know, like, what's yeah. the process? You just yes. kind of were just all... Yeah. Find out, I guess. We just we have no idea. And so like that's a potential scandal or piece of drama, however you want to handle it, that we have no context on. And like maybe the idea is, well, RNG will probably be in the finals, and so maybe we just don't we should not even like put anything out there until we don't know. But like in my mind, like be explicit and explain how be explicit on how things are gonna work. Similar stuff happened with like the Peter Dunn stuff around masks, where it was like there was no communication around like this idea that people were going to have to wear masks on stage. And then there's a bunch of drama and then like, they revert it too, which shows that like, it wasn't, it wasn't like a, a governmental requirement. Like someone, like someone just decided this without talking to the players. Apparently, you know, like it's, it's not a health requirement by the, the thing then if they can just uh, undo it that easily. So I, I don't know. Yeah. So I just like, for me, um, I just am frequently disappointed in the, the comm stuff around international events in, in particular, I think, I don't know. I just, yeah. So back to your original point, uh, yeah. um, oh, so, so one more thing, one okay. more thing really quick, just on the pink thing. I see, I see this repeated a lot about like, oh, they're, they're pandering to RNG. They're, they're like, why didn't they do this for the VCS before? And like, it's just, I don't know if people don't know how maps work, but before all the tournaments were held in Reykjavik in fucking Iceland or wherever that is, because that was the only place that they could actually host tournaments in person. And the ping from Vietnam to Iceland is slightly worse than the ping from Korea to China. So it's, it's kind of a different situation and doesn't really compare at all because we couldn't go to Korea then to host a tournament. It had to be there as far as I'm aware. It's like host something. Um, I, I but I just everyone, everyone, gets, everyone gets 300 ping. Yeah, you're right. That would be super. I'm burger? Sure. What were you going to say? Um, yeah, I just want to say like on the ping thing, I think what I find a lot more annoying than like the 35 ping is that a lot of players are complaining that it's unstable, that it kind of fluctuates between like 35 and 60 ping. And that seems like a big issue with like the ping in the hotel and the ping on stage, it just seems like Riot is introducing this artificial ping, which is fine for competitive integrity. Like a lot of people do understand what why they do that, but like the implementation of that is really, really shit as far as you can see. Like I think 
there are like what 10 players that have come out and say that they kind so, of feel like this is 60 ping and not 35. It's interesting. So, uh, Travis, you just wanted to have the ping conversation now. We may as well. Do we, we have a caller? For another caller, right? Do we have a caller about the ping? I don't think I pulled one yet, so we may as well just do it now. Sure. Go for it. Um, I don't know if the p artificial ping is fucked up or not. I have no insight. It very well could be. A number of players have come out and said it was. But for the sake of argument, let's say it's fine. I don't know how Riot proves that other than having an engineer come out and be like, no, it's working correct. This is a placebo effect. Because, in my opinion, it very easily could be a placebo effect. Um, a lot of the times, people play on worse ping solo queue environments, and then Tournament Realm is the creme de la creme. And I talked about this on JLXP a little bit, but like your Tournament Realm environment is almost always better than your solo queue experience. This is one of the only times in League Esports history where the inverse is true. Korean solo queue will have better ping than your Tournament Realm experience. And that will make it so that it feels worse than you're used to. And normally you're going from a bad experience to a good one. And now you're going from a good experience to a bad experience, which might make it feel worse than it really is. And so it could very well be 35 ping, like they're saying, but everyone's used to playing on eight. And now it just feels worse. Um, and it sounds like there was that tweet by Kenvi, the Inven person, about how the computers at the hotel might also be different than the computers at the venue. And so it's very possible. Yeah, like different servers. So it's very possible that there's multiple pings all going on that is just making it hard to get a feel for the current server more so than it, the ping is actually artificially wrong. Which, again, I have no idea if it is or isn't. Hopefully Riot follows up and we get confirmation. Like, no, it's working correctly. If players feel this way, it's because of other other reason. Uh, but we, 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 don't, we won't know until Riot says something. And I assume they will... Or they should, talking about proactive communication, given that it's just going to get worse as the tournament goes on. We're, we're day two of the tournament, and people are talking about it this much. Like, when the stakes get higher, they're going to keep talking. Right. And there will be some weird... Like, it's, a, it's also... <laughs> in some ways, it is advantageous for every player to talk about how the ping is bad because it's a great way to excuse you to kind of mistake, which I'm not saying is what they're doing, but like if there are questions about whether or not you're in like the best environment to showcase your own skills, like, and you feel like you are not, you should probably say something because people will be wanting to know why it is that you've Dan up or Danny like hasn't said it yet, but the only reason he died to that Pike level one today was the 35 ping. So he couldn't flash the hook. I mean, I think that's true, right? Like if you look at the way EG plays, uh, like they tend to play things that are a little bit more mechanically intense and no, that's reactions. just a setup for a pentakill. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyway, um, yeah, I don't know. I I will say, Mark, just I do have a question about. I'm very fascinated. We'll never know. So one, I do think it's really stupid where people are like, "Why didn't they do this for VCS with Reykjavik?" Because as you pointed out, like. That's not reasonable. I really do think everyone should ask themselves right now, if this tournament was held in China right now, and China was in a good place, and everybody was there except for VCS, would they, and I don't know the ping between VCS and China, but I would guess that it is 
that they could potentially have VCS play add 35 ping, would they, or, or maybe PSG or something like that, somebody that's relatively close but is not a major region, do we think that they would put the whole tournament on 35 ping for VCS or, or PSG or somebody like that? I, I think that is a well, very reasonable question to ask too. I mean, I mean, if you want to like go down that hole, then you kind of have to like ask what is the purpose of MSI, because like for the past couple of years, it's just a three-horse race, sometimes two, and so like not having one of these teams attending is just gonna ruin the whole experience. So I do not think Riot's gonna do that because it's too much effort for too little game, really. But I then... mean, I, I I agree with that in the sense that, like, so Shanghai 2020 Worlds was in China, if I'm not mistaken. So in theory, they could have done this for the VCS. But to the caller's point, you're also including 24 teams then that you're making all, like, the scales are just different. And I'm not going to sit here and pretend, like, yeah. We could absolutely, uh, they should do that for the VCS because, I mean, yeah. Like, on, on the other hand, by the way. That bring, regions right. that, that, that are, are a bigger deal are a bigger deal, and there's, like, different rules. Like, just pretending everyone can, can be carte blanche. It's like, life's not fair. That's a saying for a reason. On the other hand, I think that it's weird where people, like, somebody in chat said, no, just for China. Maybe they're just trolling. But, like, I think they would definitely do this for T1. They would not have MSI yes. in China. Yes without T1 attending, especially after their historic year. Like, I'm sure if the situations were reversed for Korea and China, they would do this for Korea. I would be shocked. Yeah, I no, they, they would do it for Korea. So the whole point about, like, the scales thing, like, VCS is not winning the tournament. If if SKT could was in lockdown and they were like, hey, can you do this and let us play? T1. Yeah, they would do it. And I think like the LPL community and the players and stuff would also want to play against like they wouldn't feel good with the tournament without LCK the same way people wouldn't feel good without RNG. So like I do think they would do it. Um again, I don't know what the ping would be from Vietnam to China either. I, I mean I don't I don't know what the like each each situation is gonna be different depending on the size of the the region, the importance to the tournament, if that, that region can attend or not, it, the viewership it brings, the uh, the ping between the, the region that can't com compete and what it's forcing everyone else to go on to. Like, all those are real factors that, like, you don't just say yes or no across the board to. Yeah. I disagree. So back to the main, main, just wrap up the call, Burglar. I disagree with the premise that no one's going to be happy. I think if... China or I think whoever whatever region wins will feel happy and everybody else will be like man the ping but I feel like that region will be like ah fuck off guys we're better than you obviously you should have just watched our regular season you know that we're better than you so I don't I don't think that like everyone is going to be unhappy universally I think whoever wins will feel good and then like I think look if EG keeps playing the way they've been playing, I don't think that we're going to win this. So I don't think NA is going to be like, well, we would have had it if it wasn't for that Wiley 35 pig. Uh, like I, I, I do think that whoever loses in the finals um, is probably going to feel shitty about it. And we'll probably talk a lot about the ping. And I do think Riot needs to be more proactive. Like 
uh, in their communication, and I think they could have managed this better, which is something I've been saying for the past 11 years of me covering everything League of Legends esports, so uh, it's not not a new statement to make, but I I don't know. That's that's kind of where my head's at. So. Yeah, it's just unfortunate, like, because in this case, like, it kind of intersects with, like, xenophobia and stuff like that. Yeah. And, like, Twitch chat today in the, in the MSI is just terrible. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure if you've been seeing, but, yeah, it's yeah. pretty, it's pretty terrible. Well, I think the other thing is, you, it also is going to create a situation where viewers are just, like, you know, anytime somebody makes a mistake that they could have potentially made in another environment, people are going to be like 35 ping. Okay. Burglar, anything you want to shout out before we take a quick break? Uh, I want to shout out to a streamer called, well, she's an analyst as well. Angel Archer. Uh, oh, yeah. she's an analyst. Oh, yeah. In the yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Just want to shout her out. Nice. Thank you so much for the call, and we'll catch you next time. Thank you. All right, we're going to take a quick break to talk about Alienware. Alienware is my sponsor. Uh, they sponsor this show. Mark is able to do this show remotely right now because he's looking at a beautiful X17 Alienware notebook. Uh, he was really excited about potentially playing... What were you going to... Oh, Elden Ring on the plane? Yes, sir. But the plane itself... We're not sponsored by his flight company. I don't know which one airline. Um, they could not supply enough power to get that awesome X-17 to push Elden Ring out for him. But I bet you can play Elden Ring in your hotel on the road pretty well, Mark. Yes, sir, I can. And thank God I have my Alienware laptop to power me through that. Okay, you can sound a little less uh, sarcastic in, in it. That's I can't. I know. It's just it's it's fading. Yeah, Mark's ten o'clock. Mark's starting to fall asleep. Uh, but no, legitimately, I I think it is really cool that now that Mark is doing more travel for international events and hopefully doing more in general actually this is funny we've i should cop we've never had this situation mark normally i am at the internet i am traveling for the international event and you are at home and we're doing hotline league all my coverage is brought to you by alienware they power me on the road yes exactly exactly now mark gets to do my shtick i get to be in my home on my aurora and uh looking at the 34 inch ultra wide and all this stuff and mark is in the hotel room uh, on the Alienware setup, making sure that we could do Hotline League from that. It's just a funny, funny little switch up. Uh, but either way, thank you so much to Alienware. You can go to alienware.com slash Travis to check out their stuff. I had somebody in the chat earlier asking me about a, a notebook recommendation. I recommended them the X14 because they were looking for something portable that would play League and let them do some music stuff, and it's fantastic. So either way, thank you so much to Alienware for sponsoring the show, and uh, we love them so much because they allow us to do cool stuff like this. All right. Mark is off to go grab the next caller. Thank you to Hamoud, uh, Raisai, Crouton, Crunchy Kicks, Hung Step Bro, and Lord Audi. Thank you, everybody, for the subs. Really appreciate it. I'm trying to, I might try to do a, uh, might try to do this. Uh, you're trying to use the Alienware code in the apply coupons. So the Alienware code does not work in all of the, 
all of the the newest products all the time, especially whenever they've they've been released recently. So I don't know if it'll work on the X17, unfortunately, Jim. But if you want to let them know, you can uh, tweet at them that you're purchasing it because of me, which would be cool. Um, oh, Inscrutable is here. Inscrutable, where are you calling from? I'm calling from Dallas, Texas. Dallas, Texas. Nice. Uh, what do you want to talk about on the show? Uh, my take, which I don't think is super hot but needs to be said, is the way the fans, or even fans from other leagues, are flaming the young NA players is just not acceptable. It's bad for the players themselves, bad for our region, and it really doesn't send a good message to up-and-coming players who we would want to maybe build up a fan base or interact with. Can you give us an example of where you're seeing this? Um, I mean, I Will Dominate actually posted about it saying, uh, you know, hot take, let's not flame, you know, 17-year-old Jojo Pyung for choking. You know, it, he actually had a, had a tweet about it. But there's a general amount of negativity towards if, players if that you, aren't living up to expectations. If you haven't seen it as well, Travis, Danny's getting flamed for, like, accidentally procking the Zoe bubble. And people are like, can you believe he intentionally chose to do that? Like, this was a conscious thought of his where he saw that and was like, fuck that bubble, I'm going to go in. Yeah. Um, people, people are going really hard. I think, uh, well, this, this is a, the PR machine of pushing those two players is another angle that we can talk about because I think I have another call on that. So I don't want to go too far on that. But I, when Dom is being the bastion of reason <laughs> about not. I mean, you said saying, it, not me. <laughs> talking too much shit well then you know it's gone too far yeah i uh i i think azale had a similar tweet about this um oh did he no he didn't delete okay oh yeah jojo pion's banter is hilarious and i'm convinced anyone getting angry about it is taking the shit way too seriously some of you all need to chill with the hate bantering memes are great but personal texts are just pathetic g2 dunked on him but i hope he doubles down last night i saw i watched the game and I tweeted, well, at least we put up a fight. And I forgot what it was like to be tweeting during Europe hours about North America at an international event because all the replies are just <sighs> very annoying. It, it makes me it, just not want to tweet at all during these hours because you just get a bunch of people that are like, no, your team sucks. Like, it just, it's, it's so frustrating. I uh, luckily I've been casting both the games, so I couldn't really go on Twitter to tweet anything. Uh, but but towards the end of the first cast, where I was intentionally being biased for NA, which was well, for the most part seemed to be positively received. One person was like, "I can't believe Mark said it was a close game." <laughs> I was clearly like copium. Like people just are so quick to want you to just say, "My I, I we suck, we got shit on, blah blah blah." Um, I think in particular with JoJo, like. He's someone who runs his mouth a lot for entertainment, for fun. Maybe he like genuinely thinks this, maybe not. Who really cares? And the amount of people who are like memeing him is really hard. I think Danny has actually, at least on Reddit that I've seen, gotten gotten it worse. Uh, where a bunch of people are making Reddit threads just because they were excited about him like getting high rated in Korean solo queue and stuff like that. And the pentakills and all that stuff, and and like the Reddit thread for their loss to G two today was just copy pasting Danny getting Korean solo queue challenger quickly, you know, like. Uh, I think what I'm trying to focus on more is like the personal attacks, the like 
you know, fuck you, Danny kind of stuff. The the really nasty stuff that we're seeing out of fans who, you know, maybe there's a valid, you know, frustration there. And if you just want to vent frustration, I, I feel you. I get frustrated when we don't perform. But there's more positive ways to do that than literally just tearing apart our players. Because if you're doing it for the purpose of wanting them to improve, negative feedback like that isn't going to make them improve. It doesn't where, tell them where, anything or well, anything. Where are you seeing it inscrutable? I just want to ask, like, where you're seeing stuff like "fuck you, Danny" and, and all that. Uh, mostly, it's on places that are normally toxic, like Reddit and Twitter. But those are places the players frequent, so yeah. it's it's obviously going to get through in the social media mass to these players. They're going to be seeing it. They're going to be affected by it. Well, and to be fair to to as well like i know this kind of stuff gets said like as someone who has open dms and <laughs> checks reddit and twitter frequently like uh the kinds of things that you see publicly that don't get downvoted are the softest things going around and you know that there's harder flame going around that you're not seeing because it's being directly tweeted at the player it's people who are scared to say this shit publicly so they dm it to them or whatever you know like it happens i'm sure their their dms if they're open are not pretty right now and um Jet talked I'm, about. I'm sure this is going on. So I don't, I don't know. know. He talked about when yeah. he was um, when he was with Team Liquid, like the kind of stuff the players were being seeing online when they were at an international event, and like the DMs they were getting. So this is like a known fact. Um, I appreciate people are in Twitch chat are like, "Where is he seeing this? This is a straw man." It's not. I'm sorry, you aren't seeing it, or well, I, I'm glad you aren't seeing it. But the players have certainly come forward on this kind of stuff. I mean, get. it's 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 literally what we were talking about in the previous topics about like harassment and stuff like oh well, i haven't seen it so it must not be happening and it's like yeah you're no one gives a fuck who you are guy not seeing it because you're not a pro player the pro players are the ones who get it in their dms you don't <laughs> uh it was, it was the uh the homophobia the, the homophobia conversation we we're having earlier like of course you're not gonna see it guy it's it's the other people yeah i know i think it's uh <sighs> it's it's disappointing and it's just it's uh, well, the funny thing is like EU fans should want North American players to do well because then we're less likely to come take your star players from you it is well, <laughs> to your benefit if we're doing well <laughs> I like that angle I hadn't thought about that angle uh, that's a good one NA players need to do good to protect European players the other thing I was going to say, too, is they are very young and they are rookies. And sometimes players can go as rookies and do well on the international stage. And sometimes they don't. And that's okay. Perks was not phenomenal in his first, I believe it was his first MSI in his first Worlds. The G2 and 8 and the G2 vacation memes and all those, uh, I believe, were when he was a rookie. And he only ended up becoming one of the greatest Western players of all time by the kind of shit that he took his first year. Um, so it's not like a death knell on the players. I think memes are fine. Like the, the Danny copy pasta that I'm talking about, it's not even like particularly egregious. I wasn't saying like he's getting like that as hate, but I just know that there's a lot of, I've seen a lot of memes around him. So I have to assume there's a lot of shit talk too. Um, but yeah, I think it's, uh, it's something that people do should get called out on to just tone it down sometimes. I guess my ask, because you know I, I don't want to present a problem without a solution, is if you really want to see these players succeed, be positive towards them. Like support the fact that they're at these tournaments, support the fact that they're trying, support the fact that they're spending countless hours going through a 
you know, alternate language solo queue to practice in the environment, playing on a different ping than they normally do. Like these are all reasons why they might not be performing as much as you'd like. And if you want to see them improve, if you want to cultivate the talent, you want people to not be like, wow, why would I ever be a pro for this sport where I get flamed all the time and called nasty names and DMs all the time? Maybe you should be positive to people. I guess it's like the whole be good comment. So interestingly enough as well, North America has to play a top three team in the tournament more than most of the other regions do. (laughs) Like we just have to run our heads into G2 a bunch of times. Whereas a team like, I mean, you get Istanbul Wildcats and Red Canids. Like, you know, it's a, we got a tough group here. Got to play G2 four times. G2 is an incredible team. You know, copium. (laughs) Copium indeed. Uh, Okay, like, hang on. Let me see if I could if I could pull up this meme that uh, our good friend friend Azale tweeted a second ago, because uh, I think it's it's relevant to this conversation. I'll put it on screen. I'm sorry, podcast listeners, you don't get to enjoy this, but uh, yeah, I think it sums it up pretty well. Well, I can't see it. It's on. What, Mark? Where is it? Oh, there it is. Uh, Inscrutable, thank you so much for the call. Anything you want to shout out before we say goodbye? Shout out you guys. Appreciate what you're doing for the industry and making sure that we have this kind of content is really important to me. So thank you so much. Yeah, Thank you so much. We'll catch you next time. All right. On to the next caller. Right, Mark? On to the next caller? I guess. Thank you so much to, I think, Lord Audie, I already shouted you out. But thank you to anybody who's going to sub during this break, because that's quite nice of you to do that. Uh, Let's see. Looking at Twitch chat right now to see everybody's hot takes to all this information. Continuing the conversation, Travis. What? Huh? Brack there is here. Right there, where are you calling from? Hey, calling from the suburbs of Chicago. Chicago suburbs. Nice. What do you want to talk about on the show? So this nicely leads into from the previous conversation. My topic was that if Danny and JoJo, to a lesser degree, continue to do poorly at MSI, the narrative and hype train that Riot and the production team have built around him uh, and JoJo will do a lot more harm than good. And I do hope that both of those players have a tough enough skin and good support on their teams to weather through that. So, sorry, are you suggesting that, like, the NA, like, folks should not be hyping JoJo and Danny? Oh, I'm not saying that they shouldn't, but I'm saying it's a double-edged sword, right? A Riot obviously wants to focus on their new players and build them up, maintain interest in the league. I am just saying in this case... Through no fault of his own, Danny just got a freaking Penta and a Baron steal, and they won the game, right? And JoJo's been doing pretty well. Uh, JoJo's been doing banter, but Danny's been quiet. Uh, Through no fault of his own, because of the right narrative being pushed, (laughs) it could lead to a lot of uh, memes, uh, harsh criticism, and flaming, if they do poorly. It's Uh, kind of a damned if you do, damned if you don't. Right. I think it's important to try and build these players up. I think there's a question of maybe it was a little one note in terms of the NA talent hype. 
Um, who, who, who can say exactly? But I, I do agree that the amount that you push something, the more it will get resisted if it doesn't hold up, I guess. Um, while JoJo and Danny are good, objectively good players in North America and, and do well right there, if they get hyped up, it's like the same thing that happened with Bjergsen. You know, like Bjergsen's top 10 player in the West. Bjergsen's the GOAT Western player of all time. Like, that was a real narrative in 2015. Um, and when TSM bombed out of Worlds a couple times in a row, people backlashed hard against uh, that narrative. Same with Doublelift. Um, like, yeah. how many Superman theme music Doublelift videos were there? You know, the hope of NA, etc. And uh, all of that happened then. Yeah, so I, I, I do agree. I also wonder, again, about it being like one note, if that, that kind of can contribute to it, because other people on EG do exist. The best player for EG this tournament has been Impact by a country mile, I'd say. Like, it's not even fucking close. Um, and, you know, you go into the post-game threads, there's a little bit of hype for him. But, like, I think people, like, maybe they didn't watch the playoffs, so they didn't listen to, like, actual analysis heading into the tournament, but everyone was talking about EG's bot lane being weak in the early portions of the game. And like, sure enough, they've been they've been getting killed by Flacken and Targamus, and then people are like memeing them. And it's like everyone said this was going to happen. Like this yeah. is a hundred percent expected, but I think the hype to the broader audience overtook the narrative. Or yeah, and the, there was, yeah, overtook the analysis. There was a lot of analysts also speaking to yeah, you know, the the bot lane got smashed in playoffs, uh, but the rest of the map was playing so well that they man Danny managed to get a chance to get back on his feet. And they're saying, you know, this would not happen against better international teams who would punish bot lane consistently and prevent Danny from, uh, you know, getting juiced up in later team fights. That that also, you know, kind of went under the radar a lot. Uh, I also do think that Riot can do better uh, by, uh, as you said, not focusing simply on Danny and JoJo. I do know that they want to get the new talent and a fresh talent meme going, or not meme, but narrative going, but... I mean, you got freaking, you know, impact and uh, uh, inspired. Like they're they're kicking ass. They can go with the old veterans, you know, shepherding the young talent into truly shining kind of narrative as well. And they've mentioned it here and there, but the majority of the focus are on those two players right now. You know, I actually, as I, I've been spending this whole time thinking through this, I actually think I just disagree. Like, I don't think that. One, I don't think anybody was really hyping. I, I'm sure people can find like a random one-off tweet or whatever. But generally speaking, I don't think anyone was like, Danny and JoJo are going to now go crush all the players in MSI. Like, I think everyone kind of knew. Even Danny in his victory speech, like his victory interview, like JoJo was like, yeah, we're going to go crush G2. And like, I think everybody knew that that was JoJo having fun. And then Danny's like, I'm just going there to learn and try to get better. Like, he, he was kind of the counterpoint to the JoJo stuff. And I don't even feel like I saw any of, like, the M I mean, I, particularly I don't feel like Riot released very much MSI hype content. But I don't feel like in, in the content that they did do, they weren't, like, that they were really, like, the kings of North America or anything like that. Like, I... And all the analysts and folks were no, no, not on Hotline League, not on... I would be shocked if on any of these other shows people were really saying, like, these guys are coming to take heads. So I just don't particularly agree with the idea that they were, like, overhyped or expectations were set too high or whatever. I mean, I can kind of agree with 
mark on the we it was a lot of celebration of jojo and danny after eg lifted the trophy but like i think the the things there are like impact has done this a bunch of times like there's less things to say about impact lifting the trophy and like with inspired you know i'm just gonna say what i've been saying lately which is like I think it's probably more important for Riot to try to lean more into building up North American talent who do well because is Inspired going to be playing in North America next year? I don't know, but like Perks was one and went to MSI last year and he's not here this year. So I feel like you're just way less likely to have a, a import player stay over here if for any number of different reasons, quite frankly, if they do well, if they do bad, et cetera, et cetera. So, um, I don't know. I just, uh, I, I, I think you probably don't actually watch riot content. No offense. Um, but like, what, what, I oh, just JLXP like, Oh shit. Danny and Jojo are going to go take, you heads. know, JLXP is not riot content, right? It doesn't feel like that. I don't think you know what riot content is. Okay, anymore. tell me what Riot content is, Mark. The thing I linked in Twitch chat. <laughs> the they had like a meet the teams, you know, each each one, and it's just like freaks saying that they're that they're going to win MSI. That <laughs> JoJo Pune and Danny are okay. Are that's winning. like freak doing freak things. Like yeah, but this is they, are, they put this they put this. Do you, on but do Twitter. you think people take that YouTube seriously? No, but this is what's getting jammed in their face. This that is what like the Euphoria clips don't go on the main broadcast. Realistically, they put in hype pieces of sound bites of that. If if you watch the pre-show teasers, or like the the in-between bumps and stuff, it's a lot of stuff like that. And that's my point. Um, potentially that like yes, the analysis is more tempered. I think a lot of us have been tempered, but I think. If you're a casual fan who's not watching that stuff and you just follow the Loli Sports Twitter and maybe you just follow, like, you just turn on the page and you see, like, a YouTube video like that from Freak, <laughs> you know, like, I can I can see how some portion of the fan base, um, the actual analysis doesn't penetrate and you just get, like, that kind of video. Um, and that's not the only one. I mean, that was just the first thing I, I, I grabbed off the Loli Sports page about, like, content around EG. But most of the content around EG... No, like, well, are you guys doing this show. on the dive? What are you guys? Do you guys hype them up on the dive a ton? No, no, but that's what I'm saying. Like, the dive doesn't run on the broadcast, dude. Like, the, the actual con, like, the actual broadcast doesn't have the dive and things like that, you know. Like, like when, when the show opens, you're given like a little like hype teaser, you know, it's like some sound bites and some like random stuff like that. Um, or like the content team is pushing stuff like this. Uh, like the features team and whatnot, like that kind of stuff um, tends to go for like the punchier sound bites than like the real analysis. And no one's going to be like, Danny has really good team fighting, but might get slaughtered in lane. Tune in to see. You know, Do like you that's think not that they the... should. Like, <laughs> I, I don't know. This is, I mean, this that's, is, I it's just calling... kind of my point is like, like if they're high, I, I guess I need to go look at specifically the content that you're referencing. Like, I know what the freak one was. I saw the freak one, but like to, to somebody's point in chat, like, they're doing that about DFM too. Like I don't. Yep. I, yeah, but DSM doesn't doesn't have uh, a regional rivalry with any Western speaking things. Like if you're a European fan and like you just see a bunch of these videos and then they get slammed twice in a row, you're like, nice NA talent, you fucking idiots. <laughs> like you're some some random European person watching this. Like that's probably a reaction. 
I guess. Do you think we have a rivalry with the EU anymore? I I don't know. I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. But my point is like rivalry. That's about it. There's there's always this question of like what is the average lol esports fan? You know, like we all always assume it's the people who watch our content, and realistically, it's I mean, not, I never. You know, it's that, like, but yeah, yeah. Like I I I saw a stat once. It's like five percent or ten percent of like league esports viewers go on Reddit. You know, it's like the hardcore of the most hardcore. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I definitely agree that Reddit and, and I've made this argument before too, is that Reddit and our audience and all that stuff are not the average, well, esports fan. I just, I don't know. I, I don't, I just, I, I guess I need to go look at a bunch of these random little hype clips and stuff that you're talking about. Cause I, from the ones that I have seen, I don't necessarily ever feel like they're like, Danny and Jojo are here to like kill everybody, you know, but again, maybe I've missed some of these because yeah, not I, I mean, I think, break stuff. I think like the, the Jojo Pune saying we're going to shit on EU as a funny soundbite in North America, then gets like clipped out of content. He basically gets clip chimped, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and, and like, if you're like, I've been clip chimped, not me. Like, well, I have been clip chimped, but I also have fallen for clip chimps and be like, wow, this guy's such an idiot. And then you watch 10 seconds later and Danny's like, well, we just want to learn, really. <laughs> but they cut yeah. that part out, and you just have JoJo being like, we're going to shit on EU. And then, like, that's all you see. And it's not even probably just EU fans. I mean, like, NA fans, if if you weren't, again, if you just see that, you're like, oh, shit, my team's going to be good this year? And then they get slammed. You're like, why the fuck did I believe in these idiots? You know, like, uh, it's not just EU fans who might get debated by, by like, overhype, potentially. Yeah. Um. All right. Thank you so much, Brackthier, for the call. Anything you want to shout out before we go on to the next caller? Uh, shout out to Alienware, Grubhub, who I am ordering dinner from tonight. Thanks to your code. Thank you. Um, I also I also just wanted to say that I do want more personalities like JoJo. I mean, I fucking love the banner, right? Uh, like Shades of uh, Double Lift. Uh, Fudge is another one who's just constantly banging out awesome quotes. So I, I really hope this doesn't uh, stop him from uh, s saying those things. Uh, he was a lot more subdued today in his interview uh, that I saw than I feel like he normally would be. Um, but yeah, I, I just I just hope him and Danny, you know, kind of avoid the cesspools of the internet. Yeah, I, uh, I uh, hopefully they are, but I don't know. I just... I say this every international event. I just worry more and more that North America players are like, so I haven't put out any interviews yet. Um, I, hopefully I'll get some tonight and I can put some out tomorrow. But like, I, I just really wonder if North American players are watching this. Like, I know that there are some that are in this chat. Like whenever I make a statement like this, there's always like 10 people that are like, no, I'm watching it. I'm staying up all night. But I wonder if a, decent amount of people are because i feel like any fans have started to just uh tune out of international events because they're always at a terrible time and it's never good results and uh so i don't know i just think about that stuff a lot where i'm like i feel like what ends up happening is we send eg over jojo's like i'm gonna shit out of you and then there's only European people watching as he loses. 
and it just becomes him failing in front of an entire audience of people that want to see him lose and like that's it um and so i don't know i just i think i worry that the combination of na poor performance internationally and literally always having shitty viewership slots is just making this stuff really weird worlds this year will be fascinating it's just the hope. I mean, it's, it's definitely a, a, like a bit of a you know chicken or the egg. Like, man, NA esports doesn't get a ton of viewership. Let's move the time zones away from NA time zones. And it's like, man, NA viewership is not doing as well. What? Yeah. No, no, none of them are tuning in. I wonder why. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Anyway, I also wanted to give a shout out to to Medic because uh, he's been asking for one in chat. He's so. trying because he subbed, so I have to shout <laughs> out on the break. But thank you so much, back yeah. there. No problem. How's it going, guys? Yeah. It's not enough. It's not enough for Medic to see G2BNA. He has to show up in the chat and just be like, "Give me attention, Medic." Thank you for the twelve months. Your his sub message was "fuck you, Travis." Shameless. Which feels a little unnecessary. Uh, big angry hobo. Thank you for the sub. Uh, <laughs> there he goes. He gets the attention he wants. Ugh. Medic says. Uh, yeah, well, I'm not going to repeat that because I don't want him to get in trouble. But I, yeah, I, I mean, it's it's especially in this group stage for MSI. I haven't watched all the games, and it's hard to make me want to. I mean, I think when Rumble occurs, I will hyper mess up my sleep schedule. But it's just, it's tough. Yeah. Okay. Uh, thank you, dude upstairs, for the two years. Thank you for the sub. It's very nice of you. No, you're you're good, medic. I'm just making uh, jokes. I, I'm sorry we haven't had a gameplay specific call yet. It's because one of the people I pulled had a meeting between one and one thirty. So uh, we're gonna have a non gameplay related call again. I, I I pulled this person relatively early, but it's been you're good. Not you're my good. fault. Yep. Anyways, thank you, Timmy, uh, for showing up. Where are you calling from? Hey, I'm calling uh, from just outside Nashville. Just outside Nashville. Have you have you called in before? I called in about two weeks ago. Gotcha. Did you have a different name? No, it was it was still Timmy Chunga. Okay. Well, I, it was the I, at least I remember the outside Nashville. What do you want to talk about on the show? Uh, yeah. So uh, my take is a little bit lighter than the previous ones. Uh, it's on the new League of Legends Paramount TV show that they're releasing. Oh, players. And I think this is going to be a huge disappointment unless they fire all of the players halfway through the TV show and try to, to get invest completely in new actors. And they really just got to keep it realistic if we're going to, you know, be able to enjoy this. Is this a joke about turnover in North America? No. <laughs> I, th I think I it should you'd like it, Travis. It, it's it's also criminal that they're not calling it trust the system. <laughs> okay, okay. Jokes, aside, it's a good joke. But jokes aside, what did you think of the? I forgot that this we when Mark and I yeah. were naming off all the stuff, we forgot about the players trailer. Uh, what did you think of the trailer, Timmy Chango? Uh, I mean, I thought it was. I, of course, I recognize all of the new um all of the actors and all of the um, specific talent and so it's a little bit hard for me to get into the realism of the show 
but um, I, I am going to watch it. Of course, I, I have subscribed to Paramount Plus specifically so that I can watch this. And uh, I'm excited to see uh, what they end up doing with it. I'm really hoping it attracts new uh, people to the LCS. And um, I'm just excited about content around um, that, that promotes people watching NALCS. So. So I think. Uh, so, are you familiar with the? Sorry, are, are you familiar with the concept, like uh, what American Vandal is? Me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I am not. Okay, so you know it's a like a mockumentary about sports documentary. Like it's it's like a satire on what sports documentaries do. Okay. Well, I do watch other sports documentaries. So there is the uh, Drive to Survive F1 TV show from Netflix, which I, I've really enjoyed. And actually, interestingly enough, has brought a lot of um, notoriety to the sport and has actually caused them to be able to um, sell more tickets. Obviously, there was just a big race weekend in Miami that everybody was watching. And so I'm really hoping that it does kind of drive viewership forward i mean it's kind of i'm not going to say a proven model with it being a mockumentary but the documentary style has kind of proven that you can up revenue by doing big media plays like this with known companies such as paramount or netflix so, so it won't I, have the exact same effect because it's not necessarily trying to get you hyped to watch lcs it's more making fun of pro gaming as well as making fun of sports documentaries sure um Mark and yeah. I need to disclose right now that both he and I have done some stuff for them. Like, I don't, I don't know <laughs> if either of us will be on the on the show or not. But like, uh, we have received financial compensation from. They uh, paid me fat their... stacks to say no, not not to say that, but to say other things on camera for them. Yeah, yeah. I don't. Show. We haven't gotten paid to promote the show. We've just gotten paid to yeah. potentially make appearances. I don't know if we'll be in it or not, but. Um, I assume Mark will, uh, mine, I don't know if I'll make the cut. Let's put it that way. Um, but I, so here, here's some stuff. I think I talked about this a little bit before and I did an interview with Greeley last year. People can go look to get more context. These guys have been embedded in the LCS for like years now. Uh, I think I first met them in 2019 with Broden, where we were in like a box at maybe it was St. Louis, I think. And like, we met the folks that were making the show and we talked a lot to them and it, they were really nice uh, folks and really interested in actually learning the ins and outs. And they've had folks that have lived and breathed esports at riot consult on this. And so I think everything should like the, the, I, the funny thing I've seen is some people saying, I'm worried that this will just lean into the stereotypes of pro gaming. Uh, I would say that is the, the more accurate way of putting it is it will actually portray pro gaming the way pro like e that it is. is. Yes. Like yeah, it is it was, going to was... feel like you are watching breaking point. I think. Uh, in a lot of ways, like <laughs> now. And so, so you can have an argument on whether or not that is good or not. Like, I think that what they are going to do is create something that feels very authentic um, okay. rather than, rather than something that like glorifies it. So then rather than like drive to survive, which I haven't seen, but I feel like probably really glorifies the sport. 
I think this is not going to feel like that. And you can argue if that's well, good or bad, but I just like it's kind of cool that they are doing something that will feel hyper authentic to all of us that have lived and breathed this yeah, for so long. That that's been my general reaction to the negative response thus far. Like you can argue maybe it's not good for the scene in some ways, or you can argue that it's not going to be a good show, maybe. But like some people have been like, cream cheese, really? That's so cringe. I can't believe that's a real name that they think a gamer would take. And it's like, bruh, you have <laughs> licorice and fudge. And like, there's so many food names currently. And like, there's PP God, little fat GG, which yeah, if you don't know, big, what GG big fat GG sneak. Nobody should look up what sneaky's original name was. Yeah. Um, balls. Like yeah. the names are dumb. The reason they picked that name actually was like, that's too dumb. Like I talked to the writers about this and they're like, yeah, we initially thought that, that was too dumb. And then we looked at the names in your league and we're like, wait, that's actually just what the fuck. You're like, you guys are just idiots. And like, and everyone who's like, this is going to make esports look bad. And it's like, maybe that's because esports does look bad. Have you ever like looked in the mirror esports <laughs> industry? Like, it's it's a lot of stuff where I'm like, this is all almost almost everything that's going to happen in the show. I'm pretty sure is somewhat based off of like something that actually happened at some point in the scene. And it's covering a broad history going back to 2015 when things were not exactly as professional as they are now. And they're not exactly the most professional still. Yeah. I, I do love not to not to throw you under the, the bus, Mark, but like this idea, too, that. Like, cause a lot of people are like, this is what it was like in 2015 and 2016. I'm like, it's kind of the way it is these days, you know, like <laughs> there's so much, uh, I mean, yeah. like relationship drama where like people date other people's ex-girlfriends still. And there's, <laughs> there's so much like stupid stuff and really oddball characters in our league. And like, like there's just, it's, it is so like we live at, we've just been in it for so long and it means so much to us that we do forget how goofy this can be. And so I do agree with Mark where it's like, this is kind of like looking in the mirror. And like, if we don't like what we see, I think we should probably start having conversations about like, maybe we should start having players go by their regular names instead of uh, really goofy names. You know, I, I, I don't I think it's fine that we do the goofy names but like it's like if you don't like a player being called cream cheese like that you should feel upset about a lot of the other names that exist in the league right now. Right and like if if you think they're perpetuating like the the gross gamer stereotype it's like well maybe gamers should generally like there are hip cool gamers don't get me wrong like 100 thieves has done a lot to push the brand of their team to be cooler. Um, but a lot of teams don't have that. And they, they're kind of nerdy. Like even within esports, dude, people don't realize this. Even within esports league, league players are considered nerds. Like fighting game players consider us nerds. Valorant players consider us. Like if you go to a Valorant match or a CSGO match or a fighting game match, those people are popping off. They're screaming at each other. They're being sociable. And then, you know, a lot of league players are very reserved and just want to play their games and they're kind of nerdy. And it's like, it's kind of like even even to other people. Yeah, everyone like JoJo is like what the average pro is in other sports. And here we're like, oh my God, he's so outspoken. There are a decent amount of times where I have interviewed somebody and I wish they used deodorant. I will just <laughs> throw, put that out there. 
So are you guys saying that the show is more for uh, casual league players who are already invested in esports? Or are you saying, are, are they trying to bring in any new people with it? I think this they want to do both. To be- I think what they wanted to do was create something that felt really authentic. We've all watched stuff that feels like very inauthentic and very goofy. And I think that they didn't want a bunch of esports people to say, like, this is not real. Again, maybe we won't like certain at this be like oh man like this is how the mainstream is going to see us but i don't think that people again i haven't watched the whole show but from what i can tell i don't expect there's going to be too many things in there where we just say to ourselves well this could never happen in esports um and i think the other thing is uh but i do think that they're also going to try to like play up funny moments and have funny one-liners and have a lot of goofy stuff so that like you can watch it with people who don't watch this stuff the other thing I should mention is like, I it, it has been something I haven't I've realized more recently. But there's a lot of Asian dramas that are like esports about esports oh, yeah. stuff. Um, I can't remember all the names of them now, but like this is not un this is not unheard of. Like this is there's a lot of stuff that is like this. Like uh, what was it? Somebody I know was watching uh, a a drama like a Chinese drama. Um, about esports and like Fnatic was even in it, like like Fnatic the brand and stuff. Like there's a lot of different stuff um, out there, so we will see. I mean, I think there's decent questions about well, this is going to be on Paramount Plus. What's that look like? And I don't know, but um, yeah, we'll see. I mean, Star Trek is on there, so that, that's why I had it originally, and and then I actually re-upped just so that I could watch this. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Star Trek is like the only reason people have Paramount Plus right now, so. Yeah, well, true. so the other thing I'll say too is, at least for American Vandal, like they were satiring or like parodying crime, true crime, and they like the f- understanding the form of what they're mocking was just as important as the content itself. So, like, if you watch true crime documentaries, you understood the beats that they were hitting. And so, if you've watched sports documentaries again, I assume you're going to understand a lot of the jokes, even if you don't follow esports, because like American Vandal was about some kid who. <laughs> had graffitied cars and they were like treating it like he murdered someone and they were like recreating the scene the same way. And it was very, um, crass humor that because there, it was about high schoolers, but it's just supposed to parody the super serious, ultra grisly nature that true crime goes for and stuff. So I assume it will be a similar thing here where, Oh yeah. Sports documentaries are super serious, but then it's about a guy named cream cheese and like, someone has a piss jar and stuff, you know, like <laughs> it's supposed to be a, a little absurd. Yeah. yeah. Yep. King's avatar, I think might be the one. I think there's a lot. It's so apparently it's both an anime and a drama, but the one I saw was live action. Um, Have you seen no game, no life, Travis? No, you probably really like it. Okay. Thank you so much. Uh, Timmy Changa for the call. Anything you want to shout out before we go on to a quick break? So I want to shout out, of course, uh, I, I kind of miss the the talks with Mark at the beginning of every TV show asking about what he's watched for the week, because sometimes I will base my uh, watch list off of that. So uh, if you could bring that back, I'd absolutely love it. And uh, Mark, of course, Alienware. And... On your trip. Uh, we should do uh, 15 minutes at the start of like the first Holland League when I'm back, and I'll just trauma dump all the horrible things i've watched on planes <laughs> okay i mean i assume you're not no like i assume you're watching something in your you sit in your hotel room i assume you're just watching a ton of stuff in there 
Well, it's mostly actually YouTube. I don't really watch TV or movies if Ashley's not around. The plane is the one exception because I can't get YouTube. But otherwise, I'm like smashing through VFX artist reacts and like science videos stuff. Wow. Even channels. I, I, I do watch a lot of YouTube. So stuff like that is or look up VFX. Too. Look up VFX artist react. Whatever YouTube channel that's on is like a gold mine of good shit. By the nice. way, Mark, my attempts to get Ashley to go on a walk and be your surrogate while uh, you she, were... She laughed that you even suggested it. And I, I tried to warn you, dude. I said, like, when I go on walks with her, she doesn't even let me talk to her. Because she puts on a headset and listens to a, a book. You think she's going to want to go on a walk with you? Yeah. I just need somebody to go on a walk with. Um, all right. Thank you, Timmy Changa, uh, for the call. Uh, thank you so much. Uh, for bringing up the player stuff because we for totally forgot about it. And we'll catch you next time. <laughs> catch you next time. Thanks. How's it going? All right. All right. All right. So it is time to talk about Grubhub. Uh, so I know you guys missed the Grubhub code last week. Good news. I have a code for you. In fact, I have two. So one, if you have never used Grubhub, we have a new code that is always on, always on. Uh, so it's called new Travis N E W T R A V I S. Uh, and it's $10 off your first delivery with Grubhub and it's always on. So if you, uh, have never had Grubhub before, go use new Travis, save $10 off your first delivery. Tell other people in your life that have not used Grubhub before. Maybe you have a partner, or a friend or a roommate or a sibling and you guys want to order some food maybe you have a grubhub account but they don't have them make one and use code new travis uh n-e-w-t-r-a-v-i-s and then uh this week we have code travis 10 t-e-n not the number the word travis 10 from may 9th to may 15th you can use this to receive $10 off your Grubhub order of $20 plus. This is only for the first 500 orders. So make sure that you guys use this. But it's we've extended out the, uh, the days. They now run longer, which is cool that Grubhub did this. So May 9th to May 15th, uh, Travis 10, save $10 off your order on Grubhub of $20 plus. Uh, and thanks for using this, you guys, because when you do, it actually is... Uh, helpful for us uh, because they do track that stuff. And so they know, um, you know, if a ton of you guys are using the code, it's quite nice. Yes. Kanoke in chat helped do it. So thank you so much Grubhub for sponsoring the show. Uh, and yeah, unfortunately the, the codes do not work in Canada because they have a Canadian uh, company there called skip the dishes, but the codes do not work on skip the dishes. All right. Uh, timing out Mark again in the chat. Mark, you want to go grab the next caller? What the hell, dude? Why? Uh... Okay, Mark is off to grab the next caller. Thank you to Boater Michael for 40 months. Escar Goat, Escape Goat. Thank you for the eight months as well. Thanks, everybody, for the subs. What's the Grubhub code again? It is... Travis 10, we put them in the chat. Oh, well, the one f that folks haven't, f if you haven't used Grubhub before, use new Travis. If you are, uh, if this is your, a time where you've used it previously, use Travis 10. All right. Uh, <laughs> that's unfortunately not it, Refect. Okay. Mark does not have a code. 
Mark does not have a code. Okay. Where are we? Waiting on Mark Zimmerman. He should be back here in just a moment. Thank you to everybody uh, for using those codes. Okay. All right. Is Darius here? Is that how you say it? Yeah. Okay. Have you called him? You have called him previously. Uh, yeah. Remind, remind Only when you do it early. Remind me where you're calling from again. Uh, London, England. Oh, man. So many UK people. What do you want to talk about on the show? It's because you're early. Um, so my take was that RNG will drop both of their games when they meet G2 and T1 due to their first 15 minutes of the game. Uh, just mostly because of their early game problems and if Way picks Volley Bear. Um, they just won't be able to advance to what I think is going to be a T1 G2 final. Okay, so you're calling a T1 G2 final because RNG is going to drop games and uh, that's that's how this is going to work. So, uh, Mark. What? Well, actually, is there? Why don't you expand a little bit? What What do you think about the first 15 minutes? I just want to make sure that we got... Yeah, so, um, specifically, especially if you reference into today's game against PSG Talon where they just were really scrappy. Yes, they took the game um, towards the end of it. But um, also, if you look back on the history of them throughout the split that we just played in the LPL, um, they're just having early game problems that I think G2 and T1 will be able to exploit better than any of the teams in their group. And also, they have a really weird priority on Volley Bear at the moment that's has to get ahead early, but they're, it's their weakest part of the game. And so he totally falls off and just becomes a liability to him. We saw Way play better on Viego, um, but that was against Istanbul Wildcats, which obviously wasn't really a challenge for them. Mark? So, I think this is a hot take. Maybe people are warming up to it, but... Um... I'm kind of getting sold on it. I think, uh, for the most part, uh, RNG are fine. You know, like, I'm not worried about them. I think even if they, you know, that you said drop games, I think uh, in the Rumble stage coming up, they can also take games off SKT and G2. I don't think it's like they're clearly a class blow, but I think in a best of five, or CMT1. God damn it, dude. I'm going to get... Well, I used to correct uh, you. And now I and then I now I feel like you you started doing it for a while just to annoy me and now you've cursed yourself. I I pretty much I'm I'm just bad also with with remembering things in my head once I learn them. Yeah. Um. So they do have a bit of a sussy early game at points. Uh, people have been talking about way, and it's still kind of going on. Part of it, I think, his natural inclination to int, let's call it is probably <laughs> exacerbated when you're playing a team that you don't respect a little bit. So I think the games when he has his happy moments will be more frequent here than against these other teams. But I think it's also fair to say these other teams will punish you harder and actually like get a lead on you and then ram it down your throat. Uh, and that's not something that's going to happen by anyone else in the group. So um, RNG, I think SKT are the favorites. RNG versus G2 T1. is a very interesting matchup. Uh, we haven't seen a ton out of G2. You know, they, they were not super good in their win versus Order, to be fair. Uh, Order was solo killing them. Order was kind of coming back and kind of leading that game a little bit until they threw up Baron. Um, they absolutely stomped us game one. And then game two, they threw and then came back. But it wasn't necessarily super clean. Either. So I don't think G2 is immune to this kind of concern that you're expressing it's a different kind of concern i think but they, they have their own to worry about i think t1 is um 
what we've seen so far, at least, just so fucking good. Like, they came in as tournament favorites, and they have done everything needed to solidify that fact when they are taking, like, 18-minute inhibitors and shit. Like, they're terrifying. I just think, I think with an LPL team, it's going to be really difficult to know. Like, I think you can draw some conclusions from group stage. Uh... Like, okay, T1 is, like, really good, like Mark just said. Or SKT, as he would say. Uh, but also, uh, <laughs> I I feel like with RNG, I really want to see what they look like in Rumble before I make any really concrete decisions. I mean, if they were in here just, like, losing games and looking really bad, then, then it would be a sign for concern. But if it's just a situation, like, if a team just looks sloppy in group stage, maybe that's the best way to put it. Like, I don't, especially if it's, like, a top three. An LPL team. Yeah, an LPL yeah. team. But even, I mean, I guess I would never expect T1 to look sloppy. But, like, I think G2 can look a lot better probably when we get to groups even. And maybe even EG. I feel like EG will learn a lot. Um, although maybe that's just copium. But I don't know. I... I love. I mean, it's definitely a hotline league take, Isdar, and and I like this because I guess maybe we'll we'll see this come true, and you'll look like a god. But I just I do feel like it's really hard to like draw really concrete conclu conclusions from player from teams looking sloppy in group stage, especially with all the ping stuff and players getting used to that and blah blah blah. You know. Yeah, I think the ping thing is a good thing to call out uh, as well for like a team like G two. Technically, they're playing. They probably have the hardest competition, at least if you look at historical strength of regions. Like I know people love to meme NA, but of the pool team twos, you know G two technically has harder competition, most likely. Um, so, you know maybe G two is actually better than than they look. I mean OPL had a decent Worlds, if I remember correctly, and then OK MSI last year. I think OPL has actually kind of been on the rise for emerging regions recently too, unless I'm misremembering yeah, yeah, it's tough to tell i mean with the new format and stuff it's it's like things are a little weird than they were yeah. historically but um yeah i, I think it's okay. matchup specific as well though right because if you look up you look at their matchup against g2 specifically i think skt is just going to win just on strength but the matchup rng into g2 i think if you look at today's game they only really won because Xiaohu was really so able to assert dominance over Bay, whereas their jungle and bot lane, even against such a, what we could say is a lower caliber team, they really struggled and been managed to get back in, into a game through a farm lead against Azhi that he's realistically not going to make against Broken Blade, in my opinion. So they were just given doors open that in the specific matchup against G2, I think they're going to struggle with. Yeah, I I guess we'll, we'll see, but I do appreciate... I think it's Oh, go ahead, Mark. One final take. Uh, it's fair, but Broken Blade, as great as he had moments against e, uh, EG today to win them the game, he's also struggled at points in time. And Bin is a pretty aggressive top laner who's willing to throw down the gauntlet. And I think that is one area that um, Broken Blade has not been bad yet, but he's had these moments that kind of make you side-eye him and go, is this going to be a problem going forward? Or are you going to shape up? Because uh, that, he's probably... One of the areas I, I would be concerned about against an RNG is is yeah. him versus Ben. I mean, the Top other thing is definitely going to make it or break it. We the other thing is we haven't seen RNG play against EG yet, and JoJo and Danny are huge stars that are capable of taking 
games entirely by themselves uh, if you aren't paying attention, you know? So, like, I definitely think that them representing North American talent, they're just, like, the two best players probably at this tournament. So, Isdare, thank you so much for the call. Anything you want to shout out? I just shout out to you guys. Keep doing it at this earlier time. Mark, keep going away on a holiday. It's great for us. Um, thank you very much. He's not on holiday. He's working the event. Well, I guess oh, he counts. did holiday last week. It counts. Month. Yeah, yeah. It counts, yeah. Mark, don't you just feel like you're on vacation right now with everything that you're Dude, doing? Dude, I feel so well-rested staying up till 1 a.m. to talk to Ashley when she's off work and then, like, get up for 7 a.m. for casting. Yeah, I feel great. Oh, boy. All right. Anyway, Isner, thank you for the call. We'll catch you next time. Yeah. All right. Off Mark goes to get the next crawler. Thank you to C9 Blasphemy for the 16 months. Um, let's see. What else, folks? I'll probably stick around on stream for a little bit um, and play a little bit of Genshin. Uh, did someone just say something positive about an NA player? I better make some death threats to those players. But yeah, exactly. <laughs> PF Wangers. Oh, PF Wangers is here. Where are you, uh, where are you calling from? Calling from the Bay Area. All right, and you've been on before, right? Yeah, I called once about EG beating TL, but that didn't happen yep, well, in the first round. Yes, exactly. You were just, uh, yeah. What do you What do you want to talk about on the show? Yeah, my take is that I think Riot should start forcing coaches to do a post-game press conference after each game like they do in traditional sports so we can get more insight into some of the decisions that went into game planning. Um and I guess somewhat like protect the players from unnecessary flack, as well as like opening up the league to more spicy moments. Um, like in the NBA, there was a lot of drama with the 76ers when um, the coach Doc Rivers called out one of his players um, and that player just ended up not playing for like the entire season. Um, so I think, yeah, it just opens up more visibility and um, potentially more content for a league overall. People in the chat say no question mark. They would reveal strategies question mark guys. People do post game interviews. My whole channel is born out of post game interviews. I don't know what you're talking about. Um, I think, uh, it's, it's an interesting idea. Uh, one, I don't think that it would necessarily need to be after every game, but I do think it could be like at the end of their their day because like you have days where some of these teams play multiple times and so i don't think you need to do it after everyone but um if you do it at the end of every day that could be cool i think that would also help take some of the burden off of um the players and and also give something interesting for media to to cover um they already kind of do this a little bit well no they don't really do anything like this the only thing that they kind of do that's kind of close to it is that every team has to do like a scrum, which is just a fancy way of saying press conference uh, at each stage. So like in group stage, EG will do at some point in time a scrum with I think one or two of their players. Uh, but those are players rather than coaches. So I don't know. I think this is pretty, it's an interesting idea. It's funny that I've never really thought about something like this, but uh, I think that could be pretty interesting for for it i don't it's hard to think of too many downsides but also give the coaches something interesting i think it would also give us we we talk frequently about how it's really hard to gauge coaches and while this is obviously not something that would suddenly be like okay now we know because there's certainly a lot of coaches that can interview better than they can 
do you know whatever but you i could see a, a huge variance in the way that coaches answer stuff like Gyoto, for instance i could see being really forthcoming and transparent and interesting in these and then i can see other coaches that would just sort of not and so you start well, to build up personalities around the teams as well so i i like this a lot actually yeah i mean like a lot of the coaches who suck for interviews become so bad at interviews they become good again like bill belichick and uh greg popovich and people who just like to shit on the media and then there's like the people who want to be like that and shit on the media but they're bad at it and then it's like they look bad like i don't know it's just a it's just another clown in the circus of lowly sports that i think we should definitely try and tap into a little bit more great great analogy mark uh <laughs> i'm just saying like it would be nice to be like hey eg how's how's danny holding up after like a rough start to the the tournament you know like even just stuff like that yeah it could be nice no i think to, it's to good quick soundbite. i think it's good i will i will suggest this uh for future stuff because i i think it's it's good also coaches are not they're not usually requested a ton i don't know i think i think this could be good i like this a lot i don't have too much more to say about it other than i like it pf wingers I'm sure that teams and coaches and Riot will push back on this idea, so it'll never happen. But I, it's one of those ideas that I think is great, and so I, I really appreciate you bringing it up. Yeah, I think, especially in like traditional sports, you see coaches becoming um, a big part of the teams. So it also like gives coaches a chance to ingratiate themselves more within the community. Uh, but yeah, I don't really have much to add to that. Um, yeah. No, I, I think it's good. Thank you, PF Wingers. Anything you want to shout out before we go on to our last caller? Um, shout out Grubhub. Shout out Ovly. Shout out Fastfee. Um, shout out Resin Refresh. And shout out you guys. Thanks for taking the time. Yeah. Thanks so much for calling in. We'll catch you next time. All right. Bye. I feel bad for PF Wingers because he had a meeting from one thirty to from 1 to one thirty, and then at 2 again. So. Oh, okay. Well, I'm glad we got him out quick. Then. Perfect timing. Yeah. Yeah, you could have said that, um, and then I would have rushed even faster. Uh, I do appreciate. I didn't, I didn't right have now, so much to add. I thought you did a good job, so I was like, all right, cool. POV, you're sitting in Mark's lap. That's uh, that's what this is. That's what this <laughs> angle is for you. I realized. I've just gotten like lower and higher, and I think this is the lowest I've gotten. But yeah. it could. Oh, you've. I've definitely seen you lower before. Yeah. Now tilt it a little bit more so that we could. Yeah. Thank you. This is perfect. Okay. Well, you want to go grab our last caller? Sure. <laughs> Zavilka, I saw that. Okay. Um, <laughs> Epih, thank you for the prime. Really appreciate it. We've got our last caller coming up here in just a second. POV, you're sitting in Mark Z's lap. Okay. Is this working? Yeah. This is perfect. Mike? Mike? Mike, no, no, I'm saying from? Mike, Mike's not working. That's what I was asking. Oh, Mike, hello, are you here? Mike, are, are they messaging you? I don't know. Look at your Discord. Your mic isn't working. Mike thirteen. Mike thirteen's microphone is not working. Do you want to just share their take while they are? Uh, I need to go find it again. Okay, good luck. It's it's an EG copium call, so I want I want him to be able to do yeah. it. Let me try moving him around. We want an EG oh, copium call. Oh, he messaged me back. Checking. 
What are you checking? You're in the call right now. Mike! I'm sure they're scrambling. Let's see. Mark is technical. Technical supporting this person. Take two. Take two. Does Mike! If we go to the waiting room, does it work? It was working in there a second ago. Okay, let's let's move there. Mike, can we hear you here? We're in a different Discord chat. Mike, right. I swear to God, you just talked to me in here. Where okay, did you go? Give their give their take. Give their take, and hopefully they'll show up. All right. The take was. I think that EG will reach playoffs easily and reach semis at minimum. After they will return from MSI, they will win summer split by stomping everyone in. So we'll just limit it. It's the classic hotline league take where they go too far with it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. In 2024, <laughs> EG will win worlds. Um, okay. So wait, so it's, it's, they are getting out of groups and they're, they're making it to semis easily. Is that what it was? Yeah. I think okay. semis meaning the like make the knockout stage because there's only four teams, so it's yeah. just the semis, you know. Yeah. Um. So so I think he means that they'll they'll be fine, and that's the minimum they'll do. They might go further. Yeah. Hello. No, still not. Unfortunate. How does this happen for people? Okay. I don't get it. Well, I'm so sad because he was said it was going to be an honor to meet you guys. He seemed very nice, and now. I'm sure. And it was. I'm it sure. Was sad as you he are, was like, Mark. He was like, "Oh, I gotta go change my computer over." So I was like, "Okay, great. We'll pull you back." But it, the other computer was working. He should go back to the, his first computer. Maybe the first computer. Maybe that's what he just did because he disconnected and then he rejoined. I don't okay. know. Anyway, I'm sure as sad as you are, Mark. Mike is even more sad. Um, so let's talk about EG's chances here. Uh, who do you think could stop EG from making it out at this point in time based off of the first two days? PSG, I guess? Uh, so, in terms of the three open spots, assuming that G2, SKT, and did you just pull him back? Yes. Oh! Hello, Mike. Hello, guys. Hi. Where are you calling from, Mike? Uh, Bulgaria, Europe. Oh, nice. From Europe. Oh, and wait. You're calling from Europe, and you've got a pro NA take. This is awesome. Yeah. I love it when this happens. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I what? think that... Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, I think that EG are ramping up right now, at least in this tournament. I don't know what they will do at MSI, but uh, I think when they come back to North America for summer, uh, they will stomp. That's you my take. Okay, so real quick, when you said semifinals of this, you just mean reach the knockout stage because it's only four teams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I don't know what they will do when they go there, but uh, uh, to be honest, I'm positive about it. I think they can do harm. Why? What, what, what makes? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, what I was gonna say, what confident? makes you? Fuck! Uh, to be honest, it's uh, Jojo and Danny. Uh, they haven't been. Uh, so good players for many for a long time, you know. Uh, maybe the best example is Vulcan. Uh, I think he's really good, but other than him, I haven't seen somebody pop off uh, that much and bring so much attention to himself, like those two. Um, yeah, I think uh, North America 
talent that has shined internationally. I know people meme blabber for the Crabber stuff, but um, he's been okay internationally. Sneaky. Like not sneaky, uh, but he was he was old, the old school. I mean, for, of like the new ish guard, you basically have Vulcan, uh, blabber, and liquor. And outside that, I don't think I'm forgetting anyone. Yeah. Um, so it's cool to see two guys on on the same team also being really young as they're doing it. So I I, I understand the hype. Yeah, it's exactly they're super young and they can do actually really well maybe next year or even this year, you know, because I'm pretty sure they will go to Worlds. That's probably the first seat of America, if I'm correct, that they will stomp in somewhere. So talking about uh, making them making it semi, Mark, who do you think could stop them or do you think no one could? I mean, I assume PSG and maybe so Buffalo? Group B is a bit of a shit show. PSG has dropped a game. Then, you know, they played RNG, so that's a tough one. But then um, Wildcats beat Red, who beat uh, PSG. <laughs> uh, PSG. So that whole group, to me, could be one of those situations where it's, they're all 2-4 and four and anyone can get out in some weird tiebreaker situation. I think for Group A, I'm actually more concerned about Saigon or DFM somehow like being really good and taking our spot because... I'm with the caller. We're making Rumble stage no matter what. And then realistically, it's a question of which of the other second seeds from the other groups could beat us. And I, Group B does not concern me as much as the Group A other teams. I think Group A, like, even just watching, I cast a game between DFM and um, Saigon. Like, they have some mechanically really good players for Saigon Buffalo. Good enough to kind of beat up Karia and Gumayushi for a game. Like, that's actually scary given that Danny and Vulcan have looked a little weak. Um, and DFM, even though they kind of trolled, or I guess they didn't troll, they just fell apart a little bit. Their, their first 15 minutes were actually super clean to that game. Like, really, really good. I was pretty happy with it up until they gave away the, that first Rift Herald and, and a couple other little mistakes. So I think both those teams could be good enough to surprise EG and take games off of them and then maybe get over them. This is a bit of a tangent really quickly, but I just want to say, I don't, last year I was 50-50 on the format. Right now I'm not vibing the format, especially because in this discussion, it feels like it's so weird that we're in like the group stage and we're just like, who could take our spot? You know, like that is where we're at now with like, okay, you go through group, you go through rumble, you've got G2, T1, RNG up there unless something goes crazy. And then... You're just like, okay, well, it's probably an A, but like maybe somebody will sneak the semis out from underneath us or something. Like, I don't know. I just, it's, and it's so funny because that's so far from now, right? But yet you can already basically say this well, is almost certainly what's happening. Again, maybe there'll be an upset. I, I don't, nothing is certain, but it's just like, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm a little less confident that like fourth spot is our spot. I would say, I would have to check, but. Off the back of my hand, I would bet that we don't even have 50% of the fourth seeds to ourselves from MSI. Flash Wolves took it a couple times. Um, I feel like we we missed it in some other situations. Obviously, PSG took it from us last year. Like, the PCS... But if the only LMS question for the first, like, two to three weeks of this tournament, Mark, is will NA take the fourth spot... Like, that's my point. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm looking right now to actually just do it because it's not going to be that hard. A, a G2 also went G2 and ate that one year. 
Um, but but I, I mean, I get what you're saying, but that's that's a lot of worlds. We're like, okay, look at worlds. You know, like the the LCK and the LPL representative is basically getting out of every group outside of like the really crazy upsets. You know. I mean, but there's usually at least one of those that like booms, and so it's interesting to say which one booms. There's oftentimes where like the first seeds from specific regions don't do as well as like the second or third seed. Like there's a lot more storylines and a lot more to talk about. Obviously it's because you've got more teams, but I just mean like, yes, it is often the case that the best or that the top regions do good and that North America's hanging out awkwardly in the middle somewhere. But I also just feel like it's more about you the the way that the stages are divvied up, it's not particularly exciting because right now we're in sitting in group stage after two days and we can pretty easily tell that the only question is going to be will NA make it or not to the wait <laughs> what NA has only made it twice yeah if I, if I did that right 2016 and 2019 2020 didn't happen 15, 16, 17, 18, 19 and 2021 and also one of those times that we did make it, EU didn't make it. So four out of six times LMS has made it over someone in the West. So like it's actually something worth looking into. Yeah, that is interesting. I still don't, I still think it's, I don't know. I, I, don't, I guess I just don't, I feel like if the only point of the tournament is who wins finals and also who takes that fourth spot. And we've got like three weeks of this event. It's not, I feel like there's probably a better way to structure this, but I don't know. Maybe it just comes down to well, I mean, one team it depends, from each region. Yeah. I was going to say, it depends how cynical you want to be. Cause theoretically you could make, if, if, if you think that you know so much, like worlds could literally just be grab three Korean teams, grab three Chinese teams. Who's going to win, you know, like just yeah. exclude everyone else. If you want to be that like, the fatalist sure. about it you know like there, there is an element to this that yes it's all pretty obvious what's going to happen but also you gotta live for the upset because yeah. sometimes ig gets beaten by team liquid somehow and we make finals or something you know or um so i, I mean it, it is true that so jet and i were talking a lot today off camera about format and one and one of these jlxps we're gonna do a big format discussion i'm, I'm down to discuss because i do think there is a lot of not, I don't know if wasted time is the right word, but like instead of making the matchups as cool and fun as possible, there's a lot of time spent doing things that we already know is going to happen. Like, does anyone think T1's not going to get out of group A? Do we really need to spend a week figuring that out? Yeah. Yeah. There's logistical reasons, or I shouldn't say logistical. There's, there's viewership reasons you want SKT playing at this portion of the stage, T1. but there's also like, is there not a better structure to? move us to the, the the good matches faster and stuff so i don't know that that's a that's a topic beyond what we're talking about here eg is not i i appreciate the optimism my european friend my bulgarian friend but I, i'm actually maybe even even more scared given the history that na struggles at msi um given that eg is you know they got they have to play g2 a lot but i i, I think there's some teams that they have to be worried about come come group stage uh, but uh, what do you think that EG is screaming when they can't scream G2? I mean, I think they'll look a lot better when they don't have to play G2. I think G2 is really good. 
I, I, Mike, I don't know. I, you know what? If Mark is saying they won't make it, I'll say they will make it. I agree with you. They'll make it to. Did I say they won't make it? We have to hope for that. He said he's skeptical, but uh, yeah, Mark I is think hedging. They will. But what he's trying not to say is that they won't make it. I feel like Mark will they or won't they make it? Gun to my head, they're gonna make it. Okay, uh, Mark, uh, don't you have the same vibe with TL twenty nineteen at MSI with this team? Because uh, you know. Uh, when you look at the logic, I don't think they will make it, but the vibe is exactly the same, you know? I think they will. You know because what? we don't I'll believe in that. them, we should we we should believe in them, is Mike's argument. Um, I'm down. Has NA ever made sense? No. You know what? This is as good of a logic I've heard as before for, for anything. Yeah, that's true. Okay, Mike, thank you so much for the call. Anything you want to shout out before we say goodbye? I'm glad we got your mic working. Uh, shout out to Mark. I really liked his casting. And Thank that's you. it. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Thanks so much. Have a good one. Good night. Good night. Good night. Mark, are you doing a blame game this week? Yes. I was. So I asked Juan about it. Um, it might be a little late. I don't know exactly when it's going to come out, but I want to do it after the first round robin. I think. Okay. Based off the conversation tonight, you can assume it's about Jojo Pune and Danny. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I just want to have the full, like they'll have played Order twice then as well. Sure. Um, and yeah, they looked a lot better against Order, you know? Yeah. So. Okay, cool. Uh, any Anything else you want to shout out? I know it's getting late there. Shout out JLXP. If you guys haven't been seeing this after every single day, Right when MSI ends, I go live on my Twitch channel. It's a really short stream because we don't have much time. Um, but we record JLXP live on my channel so I can steal all the subs. Jack gets to put it on YouTube. We pretend to be friends for content. No. I remember when uh, we used to be in a hot tub together uh, right after MSI ends. It was it was a pretty funny meme where someone's being like, wow, Mark went from Travis's hot tub to casting G2 versus... <laughs> EG. I think uh, it's just the power of working with me. You know, I shine. I shine a spotlight on people that uh, build them up. You know. Anyway, thanks so much, everyone, for watching. I will hopefully get some interviews tonight. We will find out. Um, who knows? I don't know. Tough event to cover, especially remotely. Uh, but there should be other stuff hitting the channel. I'm probably gonna hang out on stream and play some Genshin. And try to do Abyss because Mark uh, really wants me to. And so I will see what I can do. Do um, it. You'll have and, so much fun. Uh, and because you need I have fun. put together a rational comp, which actually is incredibly fun to play. Uh, Isn't it feel so good? Nothing yeah. interrupts you. You just slap shit around. Yes, it's actually insane. You just, you like, when you, you hit everybody's burst and then you go and you, like, you, I don't know how crazy of a, team that you've played rational with mark but i think it's just me having i don't know i think she's c2 or whatever my raiden plus engulfing lightning like Ugh. i pop everybody's ult or burst and then i pop raiden's burst and it's just insane the health i i just see bigger chunks out of the health bar like i thought ganyu did a lot of damage but whenever i just press that burst and it crits like it's just insane so 
I don't know. You I, have to try and get a screenshot and send me your damage. I want to see, like, with the Bennett burst on, with all your buffs stacked, like, show me that. Show me that fat number. Yeah, it's what I need tonight. Well, I'm I'm building. I don't know when I'm going to get the next because I've got Yai to eighty, so I need to start figuring out her artifacts and stuff. But um, but I, you you have two teams now. You have you have a rational team and a Taser team. I mean, theoretically, I have. Do. Like four, because I could do t Taser, I can do Freeze Ganyu, I can do Hu Tao, which okay. I still don't know how to play, and I could do um, Rational. So, realistically, on floor four, you're probably going to want to do. Um, I, I cleared with Taser and Freeze, but you might want to do Rational and Freeze. Your second half is Freeze, no matter what. Okay. Freeze Ganyu. Well, I don't even know how this works, because I know sometimes you like complete it and then you restart it to do it differently like i i no this this one you can take those comps through all the way you can either do taser and uh freeze all the way through or irrational freeze all the way through i've cleared with both cool all right well either way <laughs> we'll see what i can do yes i saw the twitch chat comment too all right Le league of legends thanks <laughs> thanks everyone for watching are we gonna do when's the next one of these that we're gonna do mark i guess we can do one monday well, you're going to be traveling. I, I fly back Monday. It'd probably have to be Tuesday evening. Tuesday evening. Okay. Well, we'll probably do it Tuesday evening. Um, hopefully, you'll have recovered by then. Um, so, just stay stay tuned, everybody. We're we're hopefully going to do one Tuesday evening, but but uh, we'll see how. Actually, no. I, I get back I get back to Los Angeles at five p.m. on Monday. Yeah, but are you, I Mark? I do not want you to have to. I really because I would I would love to be done with my content for the week. Well, you'd still have a blame game, probably. Fuck. Okay. Well, I would still like to get stuff done immediately. I mean, we'll talk. We'll talk about it offline. If you would like to do it, I just I would hate to do an international flight and then pop off and come straight from the airport and then immediately. Do a two-hour show. I just cannot imagine. I don't even know if I want to do that with you because I feel like you will be I'll mean be great. and abusive. Fuck you. Let's do it Monday. Goodbye. All right. Bye, everyone. This has been the Hotline League. See you Monday.